curioso is someone who inquires in esoteric matters. A collector of knowledge. Curioso Podcast. Afternoon, Chris. Hey, Joe. What's happening, bud? Not much. What did you do on your summer vacation? Oh, man, what didn't I do? <laughs> I went to Canada, went to Rochester, did some hiking, didn't work. Oh, so, that's, that's pretty good. I mean, sadly, I have to start working soon. Oh, well. But, you know, hey. Well, Joe, I, as you know, because you used to work at the same place that I still work, mm-hmm. I work in the medical industry. And mm-hmm. because of that, I worked <laughs> through the entire pandemic. Yeah, it's um, sad. I did have like a, a little time when all the hospitals were kind of like closing just mm-hmm. for COVID patients and everything that I actually... We slowed down quite a bit, but right. we still had like emergencies because we handle like traumas and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I've been working this entire time, but I've been really super bummed Why? because like <laughs> so many people around in our country and around the world have been dying. Yeah. So yeah. um, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully we're almost through it. Maybe cross God, your fingers. I hope so. So I just want to say, um, uh, you're. Fully vaccinated, right? Yes, sir. I'm fully vaccinated. Mm -hmm. And we think that you should get vaccinated. Please do. Yeah. Wear a mask, get vaccinated, take care of yourselves, Mm -hmm. take care of your loved ones. Yep. And, um, and, uh, you know, we care about you. Uh, curiosos. And um, also, hey, how are you guys doing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we stopped getting mail. Yeah, we <laughs> we miss you. Yeah. Um, how are things? <laughs> <laughs> that was our summer vacation. Joe, also, I've been going to, back to college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's it going? Uh, good, good. Uh, I've been taking classes. Um, I don't know. I'm. You're going I, for your, your Tai Chi yeah, diploma, right? Right. No. The, Gardening? I, Yes, that's it. Tai Chi gardening. <laughs> I don't yes. know. What is it? No, I, I'm, I'm actually going for a business degree, but it's, yeah. I mean, it's no big deal. It's just that I pretty much right now only have a high school diploma. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And just because I listen to a lot of podcasts doesn't mean that they give you a <laughs> diploma for that. Nope. So um, I'm, a certificate. I'm quite knowledgeable, but you know, I'm actually going back to college. Right. So for that piece of paper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they're not going to give me a better job unless I have it, apparently. Well, and the knowledge does help. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> so right, but uh, Joe, uh, we wanted to get together uh-huh. after saying hello to all of our guys and gals and non-binary mm-hmm. pals. Was that that's like K- Kenji Lopez, Lopez Alt's thing? Oh, <laughs> and he always it? says that. I, I I just stole that. But uh, sure. you know, one of the classes that I have been taking is. Mm. Uh, inclusionary course, you know what I mean? All about including people. And uh, I'm going to try to be better about that. Good, good. You know, in the future, in all aspects of my life, but also including this podcast. So if we've (laughs) ever done anything to offend you, we probably didn't do it on purpose. Probably not. Yeah. So, but um, we're going to just try to fix that going forward. Mm -hmm. And anyway, we decided to do an episode. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I'd never heard of this term before Uh you mentioned it. Right. But I knew it existed. I knew yes. the, the act of doing these things existed. Joe, why be coy about it? Okay. We've already started the episode. I know we did. Let's I know. just go ahead and say it. We're going to talk about spite houses. Right. What is it? Spite? To cut off your nose to spite your face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like doing something as an act of, of kind of anger mm-hmm. and uh, in vengeance, you know, yeah. revenge. Those kinds of things. Yeah, let's pull out the thesaurus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a spite house is a building constructed or substantially modified to irritate or annoy or piss off uh, neighbors or any property or landholders. They may be created or constructed for obstructions, mm-hmm. like to block views, to block light, access, walkways, anything near the surrounding other structures. Mm -hmm. Most spite houses aren't lived in permanently, per se. They're they're usually seasonal or short-term or it's not the main house. Right. You know, or Or the main property. Some of them uh, don't have anyone living in them. True. And are completely abandoned. True. I mean, we run the gambit here, Joe. (laughs) Yes. These homes or houses are usually really weird shapes, Mm -hmm. weird sizes, weird colors. And they can also sport other strange or very impractical structures. Or they can also just 
be in practical structures. Right. So basically anything to tick somebody off <laughs> right. that's completely out of the norm and uh -huh. looks crazy or bizarre in the landscape mm -hmm. just to make somebody angry. Right. There are a few variations. Mm -hmm. There is the most common ones, which I've seen this personally working at a fencing company in Colorado, mm -hmm. uh, a thing called a spite fence. Oh my. To spite your neighbor, his view or their view or whatever, you would put up a fence just to piss them off. Well, would it have to be like extra tall or anything? Extra tall or gaudy or just in their way. Mm -hmm. Like say they have a side gate. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> to put and it right put against up, the gate. And they've now they have like one foot yeah. to get out of the gate. Like that's what I saw in Colorado. Right. Like some guy wanted to put up a fence. His neighbor had a side gate. Instead of like asking the guy, yeah. he just put up the fence on his so property. So the side gate basically like opened, opened up to his like, property? Well, his, I mean, it was like a shared property line. Right. So there was like a foot in between their property line. Yeah. So there was like a one foot space. Right. So you could open the gate, but then you had to walk down the length of the other guy's fence to get out of the yard. Yeah. If you went around the outside of the gate. Right, right, right. So, so I mean, there's no way you're getting your lawnmower out of there. No. Maybe a weed whacker. Oh, yeah. Those you, things are pretty shallow. Yeah, you can whack them. Yeah, hold that, hold that above your head. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Yeah. So you have the spite fence and the spite wall. Those okay. are the most common throughout the world. And that's, again, usually to piss off a neighbor or property owner or whatever. Right. You have the very rare spite farm. Oh, like a whole farm? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So say someone wants to buy said property mm -hmm. and the owner says, no, I don't. And they're like, well, legally, there's no structure there. There's no nothing. And they don't want to build a house. So the property owner will get some goats, and boom, now it's agriculture, can't have it, it's a farm. <laughs> and doesn't everybody want some goats? I do. I, I would, well, actually, I've heard some terrible goat I, stories, I want lady too. goats. Have you ever heard this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our friend Jason. <laughs> Jason's uh, story about the, about mm -hmm. the goats? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there are some goat issues sometimes. <laughs> some goat issues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you have spite towers. A whole tower. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if there's any spite lighthouses. Maybe. I'm just curious. I mean, I don't think you put up lighthouse out of spite. You usually put those up t for safety reasons. Yeah, but <laughs> I've seen people put them up like... Oh, like lawn ornaments? Yeah. Oh, sure. You know that's I mean? like, Just put yeah. one that's shining a super bright light. <laughs> In their neighbor's window. <laughs> In their neighbor's window <laughs> right. or something. That sounds like fun. Sure. Yeah. I might have to do that w with my neighbors across the street. I love them dearly, <laughs> let me tell you. Oh, yeah. Those guys. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I mean, I don't mean to drag it out, but sure. we were shooting off fireworks. Safely. <laughs> we were shooting off fireworks. Safely. Uh, <laughs> those are completely two different sentences. Okay. And, uh, and and this was for 4th of July. It was for 4th of July. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't uh, just randomly on a Tuesday right, yeah. afternoon. <laughs> and the lady came out and said, if you don't stop shooting the fireworks, I will come out with my gun and shoot you. Mm -hmm. And I was like... That's neighborly. Rude. That's really rude. <laughs> right. Like you threatened to kill me. Right. Just because we're shooting we're, fireworks. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were going to say safety. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> nope. All right. Moving on. Yep. Moving on. All right. So let's let's start off with with a this was a real short one that I found. Okay. Uh, and this kind of gets the the flavor of what's going on with these spite houses. Mm -hmm. So this one is the O'Reilly Spite House in West Cambridge, Massachusetts. All now, right. I did find in my research, there are a ton of them in Massachusetts. Yeah, let me I tell you. I like they're really spiteful up there. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I spent a little time in Boston, and yeah. Uh, yeah, they seem pretty spiteful. Really? Yeah, okay. You tell this one, and I'm going to tell you a little story about how spiteful they are. Okay, okay. Well, this one dates back to 1908, when it was built. It was built by Francis O'Reilly. He was trying to persuade his neighbor to purchase this small piece of land... That he didn't want. Mm -hmm. You know, Riley was like, I don't, I want it. So, right, right. and the neighbor refused repeatedly because it was a small little piece of property. He didn't want it either. So, out of spite, uh, O'Reilly did what any normal person would do. He built himself a spite house. Okay. O'Reilly built a 308 square foot building. Isn't that like a shed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a shed. Right. So, it measures 37 feet long. And only eight feet wide. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a crazy tiny little building. And it's like on the corner of this property. And it looks like a municipal shed. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know how much, how many 
times it changed hands right. and remodeled and stuff. Currently, it is occupied by a interior design company. Mm-hmm. Real I, short, I, real simple. So it's an interior design. I mean, I wonder if the, what they're using it for. Is it just like an office? Yeah, it's an office building. Okay. Bil- building. It's an office shed. Right. Like I was telling you, we were talking about Massachusetts, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I spent a little time in Boston. This one, this next one is from Boston, and it's called the Boston Skinny House. Hmm. It's located a stone's throw from the old North Church, and its petite size rests at 44 Hall Street. It really sticks out with its, its pale green structure, measuring only 10 feet wide at its widest Whew. before tapering down to the rear just to a smidge over nine feet. Wow. So the story goes, Joe, is that the local legend explains why the house is so narrow is because there were two feuding brothers who inherited a parcel of land just at, uh, opposite the Copse Hill burying ground from their deceased father. Okay. So this, their, their this, father passed away. This theme will come up time and time again. Yes, it will. <laughs> so, uh, so their father passed away and one brother was off fighting in the Civil War at the time. Mm. And the other brother decided to build himself a stately home uh, at using up most of their inherited land. Nice. So there was only a tiny little, say, 10 feet little section <laughs> left over. Way to go, bro. Right. So the other brother, feeling very betrayed after actually surviving the Civil War, with which is a task in its yeah, own. Right. Not a lot of people did. <laughs> no. Um, he returned and he felt uh, really upset about it. So in the tiny little sliver of land that he had left, he actually decided to block his land bogarting brother's uh, view. <laughs> nice. Of yeah. like, you know, like the surrounding area. Sure, sure. So he was able to actually build <clears throat> on that little tiny parcel, you mm-hmm. know, that that was right next to it. What I was going to say was, is uh, I, I, the time that I spent in Boston, I think I might have told this story on the podcast before, but it's been a while, Joe. It has been, yeah. So when I spent some time in Boston, I was kind of like traveling up and down the East Coast, like banging nails into my face, the human blockhead, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and living off of the- The fat of the, the land. The fat of the land <laughs> of other people's change other, that they would throw exactly. in my, in my, my tip hat. Mm-hmm. But anyway, when I was doing that, I spent some time in Boston and I went to a bar called the Cambridge Port. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether it's still there, but I was hanging out with a bunch of punk rocks and skinheads. Sure. The kind of skinheads that are not uh, for white supremacy, right. the kind that are this against is, it. This is before that happened. Right. So yeah. um, there are many different kinds of skinheads out True. there. So just, the, just to let you know if we'll you We'll do a whole podcast on it. Right. So <laughs> anyway, I was hanging out with them and I went up to the bar. I ordered a beer and I was very broke and also very drunk and forgot to tip. Mm. And when you forget to tip at this said bar, they ring the bell. Now, here's the thing. Usually they ring a bell when around here tip. when you do tip to yeah. show that you've tipped really well or, right. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or they'll, you know, they'll ring it so they, you know, they know you tipped. Yeah. So and thank you. At the Cambridge Port, I don't know whether this is all bars in Boston. Uh-huh. If you forget to tip, they ring the bell and everybody boos the hell out of you wow. until you, ha- you, <laughs> you walk <laughs> of shame. Forced to tip? <laughs> back to wow. throw a tip down on the table. Man. And that was how they did it at the Cambridge Port. It's like that scene of Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Cough up a bucket, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, right. And I just was, I, you know, I, I literally, I just was, I was a little broke and I totally mm-hmm. forgot. And I was like, well, happens to the best I'll of us. tip every other beer or sure. whatever it was. Sure. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. you know how it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, I, uh, I really got it. That's funny. Wow. <laughs> so, so anyway, that's to show you that at least some people in Boston are very spiteful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At least uh, uh, these two brothers that owned the skinny house. So let's stay in Massachusetts just for one more. Okay. Just because I like this one. This, uh, this one was fun. They're spiteful up there I'm t- I'm in, telling in Massachusetts. You, there's a lot of them. There was a lot. <laughs> okay. So this one is the Plum Island Pink House. Oh, I've heard of this one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one is in Newburyport, Massachusetts. The... Plum Island Pink House was built in 1925. The house was built directly for pure spite. Okay. The story goes that it was built by a husband who, after a bad divorce, we've all been there. (laughs) (laughs) No, No, Joe, not all of us, but I mean, some of us have, I'm sure. Some of us have. Yeah. Okay. I'll say some of us have. Right. Uh, (laughs) So in the divorce agreement, apparently there was some loopholes in the agreement. Okay. Uh, and he took advantage of it. Well, what was the loophole? Now I'm so, curious. So in the agreement, it stipulated that the husband had to build a replica home 
for his now or then estranged wife. Okay. He's getting divorced from. So he has to build a replica home of their home that they were living in at the time. Right. So to keep her, you know, in the style she was accustomed to. Right, right. Yeah, that's like a that's like a thing. Right. In um in divorces. In divorces, yeah. right? So like so he has to build a replica home. Okay. All so right. that's what she wanted. She wanted right. a house just Was like their the original house pink? Uh yeah. So their original house is pink. The replica house has to be pink. Right. And it has to look same the... size, same dimensions, same okay. everything. But the document didn't stipulate where <laughs> it had oh. to be built. Okay. So their their original house was built downtown, bustling, city water, you know, it's a little rural house. Right. So, like, he could have built it on the top of Mount Everest? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. But he, it's, it's still pink. It's, it's It looks like the original house. So instead, he decided to build it in the middle of nowhere. Or you say, middle of nowhere. The, yeah. Middle All of right. nowhere. It was from one of our short films. Chris yeah, says, I, instead of middle of nowhere... He says, middle of nowhere. Yeah, because Is that I- a Maryland thing? I Merlin? don't- Middle of nowhere. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I just tease you. That's, That's just all. how it sounded. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it did. That's just the way that I speak, Joe. I know. We, it's not- <laughs> And this is- this There's going nothing on. that I can do about it. I know. I know. <laughs> I literally, I've tried to change it. It just doesn't work. <laughs> I know. I have gone You're... from saying- Water to saying water. That's good. So that's I mean, a, like that's a, that's a little improvement. The... But there's some things I just can't. You can you can take the boy out of Baltimore, but you can't take the Baltimore out of the boy. Correct. Correct. So anyway, uh, the husband decided to put it where he thought it was fit, and it was in the middle of a salt marsh. Uh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Newburyport, Massachusetts. It's just, you know, and is that think of on... like Delaware. And that's where Plum Island is? Yeah. And a salt marsh? Yeah. Salt marshes are actually, I, I know this has nothing to do with the story besides mm-hmm. the fact that it's on a salt marsh. Salt marshes are really cool. Like, oh, yeah. there's not that many of them. No. Ju- just basically up and down the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Assateague Island is one. Right. There's but some in Delaware. Yeah. You don't get that a whole lot. No. You know what I mean? But they're like a really neat and beautiful area. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, crabs uh, are, you always find crabs around salt marshes. Oh, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Crabs, crayfish, lots of little creatures and things in and out right. of there. Yeah. My favorite, Joe, I, I hate to sidetrack you, was uh, Dana and I, my wife, mm-hmm. my wave, uh, Dana and I, uh, and we had Sammy was really little. And we're in a salt marsh on Assateague. And I was kind of just digging in the mud with my feet. And I pulled up this little thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the hell is this? I had never seen it before. It looked like a peeled grape, but like larger, like a big bouncy oh. ball mm-hmm. or whatever. And I'm like, what is this? And I'm like, Dana, you're a, a biologist. I always say this to her. She's mm-hmm. not. But she she knows. A, yeah. She's taken some classes. And she's like, oh, it's a sea grape. And mm-hmm. she, like, gave me the smirk like she knew it wasn't called a sea grape. <laughs> and I'm like, you're bullshitting me. And she's like, I, I, am, I am. I don't know what it is. And I'll be goddamned if later on we didn't look it up. And mm-hmm. it was called a sea grape. Nice. It's a sea anemone called a sea grape. It looks exactly like a peeled grape. Mm-hmm. Just f- f- super funny story to me. Nice. Anyway. All right. Go on about Plum Island, Joe. Sorry salt marshes. <laughs> salt marshes. <laughs> Tink. <laughs> so in the middle of this salt marsh, the husband built the house. It being so cut off. From anything, like miles, miles yeah. and miles. There are, there's no other structure or houses. Nothing else around Nothing. There. So there's no running water. <laughs> there's no electric. And it was just, it's remote. You don't have tap water. You have seawater. Yeah. There's, you can't put a well out there. Right. That's terrible. Right. Uh, so I couldn't find any actual clarity if the wife ever moved in. I can't imagine. But the property has changed hands several times over its hundred years of being in existence. It's still right. there today. Uh, there is a, a whole organization trying to save it as a like a unique landmark. Yeah. It was bought most recently by the Parker River Wildlife Refuge Foundation mm-hmm. after sitting on the market for sale for years. So at least someone is, is like in charge of it now. Right. When was the original date? When, when, like... 1925. It's 1925. So it's almost been 100 years almost, this yeah, thing almost. has been sitting out there. Right, right. Wow. So, I mean, the husband, you know, built a nice, strong structure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, that would be... Oh, I mean, man. he Did cares imagine... about the quality and craftsmanship, the at craftsmanship. least. craftsmanship, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but can you just imagine the wife's face? The <laughs> fact that when, it was way out there. When he was he's like, like I, finished the, I finished the house, you can move in, it's over here. Here's the keys. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'll draw you a map. <laughs> 
Uh, but that foundation is supportthepinkhouse.com. And I guess, you know, they're trying to keep it from falling apart. All right, Joe. Going from Massachusetts, mm-hmm. we're going to go uh, just a little bit more north of there. Okay. We're going to go to Maine. Sure. So let me tell you, those New Englanders yeah. <laughs> are just a spiteful bunch. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this one is actually really cool. This one is called the Macabre House. Now, Macabre not, or Macabre? Not Macabre. Okay. Just Mick-Cobb. Oh, Mick-Cobb. So, like, uh, like if McDonald's were to serve a corn on the cob, uh-huh. it would so be called- Big M, little C- a Mick Cobb. Gotcha. Okay. Right. That, gotcha. That's uh, that's how it's spelled. Okay. So in 1806, a sea captain by the name of Thomas McCobb returned home to the town of Phillipsburg, mm-hmm. Maine, to find out that his own relatives had betrayed him. Uh-oh. His, his second stepmother, not, not his first stepmother, his S- second stepmother. Some of us have gone through divorces. Yeah. So has had decided in his absence while he was out on the sea. Sure. Uh Captaining. They violated the written will of the family patriarch, James McCobb, and his father, and they decided to move in the entire family, her oh. whole family, the Hills. Okay. So his second stepmother, not even his first stepmother, his second stepmother moved her whole family in after his father had passed away. Okay. So instead of packing his bags and never looking back and ousting the heir, he decided to build an even larger, grander federal style mansion right next door that would overshadow the family that was co-opted by his stepmother Mm. and stepless siblings and in an ironic twist thomas mccobb never married or produced any heirs whatsoever Hmm. so when he died the owner of the huge mansion next door Mm. was also transferred to the same people That moved into the first family home. Oh, no. So after he passed away, he never had any heirs, and it just went to his step-siblings anyway. But it doesn't quite end there. What's kind of cool is in the earliest 20th century, the macabre spite house had suffered through an extended period of decline and faced demolition. Hmm. But in 1925... Donald Dodge, a historic fancier from Philadelphia, a house fancier from Philadelphia. What's a fancier? Somebody who, you know, just somebody who fancies houses, homes. You know what I mean? Like. You like them? Yeah. Like I fancy that? Yeah. Like a, like a, like a house file. House a file. Okay. So not, not someone who. Homophile. Yeah. So not someone who like fixes them up. No, he appreciates a good mansion. Gotcha. You know what I mean? As we all do. As do do we all. Sure. So he saved the home by relocating it 85 miles to the north via barge. Wow. Yeah. So it's uh, now in its current locale of Dead Man's Point in the coastal town of Rockport, Maine. Hmm. So it's this huge, you know, building called the Macabre House now. and And it sits there. It's been sitting there ever since. And it was added to the National Register of Historic Places in 1974. Nice. And here's like a picture of it. Oh, cool. Can you imagine just like looking out... And seeing this huge house coming up. <laughs> up, up the river. Up the river on right. a barge. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't say where. I couldn't find in the reporting mm. where it was actually, you know, done. But I would think it would have came up. Had it come up the coast, right? You would think. Because you, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, just up the coast. I mean, as long as it's not, yeah. you know, bad weather. Yeah. So there fine. it is in Rockport, Maine. After huh. traveling 85 miles and uh, and through a lot of spite. Yeah, well, I mean, that seems like a short-lived spite. Yeah. Well, he's like, it's, oh, you moved into my dad's house? Fine, I'm going to build a bigger mansion. Yeah, but when I die, you get it anyway. No, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's not like that Celine Dion song where the spite will go on. Right. I don't think that that's, that's the not, words. That's not how it goes? No. Oh, that's, I've been singing it wrong this entire you time. Have. You have. <laughs> Oops. What is that? There's a song that Dana, my wife, my wife, listens to, I Was Shameless or whatever. Mm. And I, it, like, it was like a song that her mom really liked you know what i mean and she just decided to listen to it the other day mm-hmm. and i always thought it's like garth brooks i think or whatever okay it's like i was shameless uh, and no. i always thought he was saying i was shaving <laughs> i've always thought that song was about shaving uh-huh. and apparently i'm wrong yeah dude we should do an episode just on people messing up lyrics uh, like, we i could have, definitely do that i have so many i make jenny laugh all the time because i like i actually thought that was what the lyric was you know right. and it's not that, that um i tell you what that episode would go over like a deuce in the night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or what's that? What's that one song? Uh, that big old Jed and Lionel. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, we yeah. could just. I'm just. We saying. literally could just <laughs> recite them. Yeah. Yeah. All and day. see if people can figure them out. Right. Okay. 
So let's go a little bit further out, all the way to Beirut. Okay. And Lebanon. Well, we're going out of the country. Oh, way out. Yeah. I just, I love the name of this structure. I mean, it's a spite house. Right? Okay. But locally, it is called The Grudge. The Grudge. Or Al-Basa. Makes sense. It, it just means The Grudge. Okay. Not that J-Horror movie. No. The Grudge. No, Different Grudge. No. Different one. Different Not okay. the American version either. No. Built in 1954, near an old lighthouse. Oh. Lighthouse oh. wasn't spidey. It was just a lighthouse. Okay. This was gotcha. built near one. The Grudge House is the... The country's skinniest building. Okay. Even skinnier than the Boston skinny house? Yeah. It looks like a wall. Really? Like a wall. So uh, you... it, it is two feet wide <laughs> at its narrowest. Okay. And 14 feet at its widest. So it's almost like a triangle. Right. Gotcha. Know? Okay. But it, it looks like a wall from, from one side. Well, I guess everything. Every everything. Building's like all, a wall all buildings look like a wall from one side, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's My eyebrow shot up when you said that. I was like... <laughs> Hmm. To see if you're listening. Two brothers inherited the land from their father. Mm-hmm. However, they couldn't ever decide how to divide this property up. When they finally did settle on who gets X amount or whatever, one of the brothers, the portion he had, right. was seized by the local government, a giant portion of it, for municipal stuff. Like okay. there was a road that they had to put straight through there. And I guess in Beirut, the imminent domain laws yeah. are like final very strict <laughs> you can't, you can't right. fight it or anything uh and this is also in the 50s hmm. so anyway so the brother lost a giant chunk almost all of it yeah for all the municipal stuff they were putting right through there so the little piece that was left was really close to his brother's house yeah that he had built before his other brother because the other guy was in battles with the, the state for all the other stuff yeah anyway so his brother built himself a nice big house and his other brother had this tiny little square, this little triangle. So out of spite, the brother decided to build himself a spite house. So who now in this story, who is he trying to spite? The government or is he trying to spite his brother? His brother. Okay. Because his brother, they fought for years trying to figure out how to divide How to divvy it up, right? And he was like, your half is the half that the government took. It's not my fault. Right. Well, some of the stories I've looked at said that the other brother knew right. that this stuff was oh. coming down the way. He was coming down the pike and he was like, let me get this, I this want thing this, built. I want this side. Right. Not sure. There's no actual definite thing. A lot of these have like multiple stories, multiple angles, multiple myths right. to them. Because you don't necessarily know exactly what. Right. You know what I mean? Because I mean? you, you weren't there. But all you know? you, what you can do is you can look up at that tiny little house that's, what, two foot wide and, you know, on one side and 14 foot wide on the other and go... Mm. Oh, that somebody did that because they were mad. Well, yeah. And and the placement. So I'm going to do this just visually for you and try to describe it. So big house right here. Okay. Right. Brother comes in and this is this is a seafront view. OK. Mind you. So a million dollar seafront view in the 50s you know, right. in, in Lebanon. Brother comes in and basically builds his house like on the corner here, almost blocking the entire view of his brother's house to the sea. <laughs> like almost the entire view. It was insane. The funny part was the building, the, the grudge house, was built or designed by two other brothers. Mm-hmm. Zala and Fanzi Itani, okay. the, the two brothers who designed the, the structure. Like if you see a picture of it, it's pretty much blocking right. the view from his brother's. So All he can see he is can't... the Brick he wall. built this giant house, like, with the view of the ocean in front of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he can't even see it. Yeah, because his brother built him, you know, like, all he sees through those windows is a brick wall. Right. Which is hilarious. <laughs> I couldn't find out who owns it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, these are, you know, from the 50s, so it's changed hands several times. It was used as a brothel oh. for, for a little bit of okay. time during one of the wars over there. And also a home for refugees. Okay. And the building itself still remains. And it's protected from demolition due to the law, the current building laws there now. Yeah. Where it's the piece of property is too small to build a livable structure. To build anything else on. Right. So it is grandfathered <laughs> in to this tiny little spot. Right. And it'll live there until, you know, it falls until apart. Until it falls apart. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. Now I'm going to have to like go and look it up and see if there's like a virtual tour or something. You know what I mean? Well, Just I mean, like- yeah, if you look at a picture of it, it's... it's Insane. But people actually right. lived there for a while.
So, Curiosos, this past year and a half of mm-hmm. crazy COVID stuff has hit all of us in different ways, some of us harder than others. But in, in that time that I've had, I did something that I've been wanting to do for uh, over 15 years. Joe, I'm so excited that you finally did it. It wasn't a bath. I, I do that regularly. It was actually releasing one of our band's works of, of music. Right. So a long time ago, Joe and I used to be in a band called Wasted City. Correct. And uh, that long ago band is available to listen to right now. Mm-hmm. I also put out three albums worth of material for another band that I was in around the same time, pretty mm-hmm. much after Wasted City broke up, uh, called The Octopus Machine. It started off as just me doing everything by myself. That's why it's called that. And I had a partner who came in and did that for a few years. Then it became a full six-member live crazy band. And I had I had the time. I had the time to sit and redo everything and, and make it sound all nice and pretty. And I released Wasted City album, which is a culmination of live stuff, studio stuff, basement tracks. And it's really, really fun. And it's, you know, punk, right? Right. We're not saying it's necessarily great. We're saying <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Yes. We went through some stuff. It exists. I wanted that out in the world. And if you would like to listen to it, you can do so now. Yep. Both of those bands, all of their stuff is on Amazon. It's on Apple. It's on Spotify. It's on Pandora. It's everywhere. If you want to listen to some weird, fun music, they are out in the world. And that right. is Wasted City and The Octopus Machine. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to us. And thank you for going and listening to... Waste the City and the Octopus Machine. Yep, good stuff. Well, so it kind of reminds me of like my next house that I had coming up, Joe, because you were talking about eminent domain. And this, this one is about that. Now, I just recently went to Frederick for my anniversary. Mm-hmm. and uh, we I just, couldn't go. Yeah, I know. You stopped letting me go for years. Dana and Chris would let me go with them on anniversaries. When when did we let you go? <laughs> yeah. Anniversaries? Like, was New York was an anniversary trip? Well, maybe. And then there was like, uh, oh man, it was like, I don't know, like Delaware or something. We wouldn't, they weren't necessarily always anniversaries, I know. They were just, just trips. I'm just saying, I miss it. Well, I, I we can go on a trip, Joe. As, like I tell you what, we're fully vaccinated. Uh-huh. Once we get all of our boosters or whatever, uh-huh. we'll just go wherever. Sure. We can all just go on a trip. Okay. All at right. the same time, well, now now you have dogs to watch. Well, I don't know. We'll talk about it. All, all right. fair. All right. Okay. Okay. Sorry. All right. Go ahead. So, but this next house is about uh, Frederick. I spent some time there. Mm. I actually Frederick, Maryland is awesome. Oh like, yeah, it's, it's a nice really. Place. Yeah. Really nice. I've never decided, and we, but we walked all around and, mm-hmm. and, and just kind of looked in the little shops and everything. Yeah. And a little and, Main Street area. Yeah, and yeah. held hands and had a great time. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is one of the places that uh, I wanted to check out while I was there. It's called the Tyler House, Joe. Okay. Tyler was one of the very first ophthalmologists. So he was an eye doctor. Mm-hmm. He was the first American-born physician to perform a cataract operation. Hmm. And he was the owner of several choice parcels of Frederick Land, which he had bought at public auction from the confiscated estate of a notorious Tory. This was all back in like 1814. So quite a long time ago. Mm -hmm. So in 1814, one of the parcels on the courthouse square lay in the way of a city's plan to extend Record Street south to meet West Patrick Street. Mm -hmm. The idea of the road cutting across his land Right, you know, right next to his house. Right. So he was pretty ticked off about it. Sure, sure. So in order to <laughs> to basically uh, stop this, he found a building contractor that very night that would start building immediately. Wow. So instead of like let, letting like them design. build this road, they were supposed to start the next day, and mm. he found a guy to start. Wow. Like like digging or right. whatever, right? So when the road crews arrived in the morning, they found a hole in the ground where the road was supposed to go, and workmen were building a foundation. And sitting in his deck chair overlooking the work was the spiteful yet satisfied Dr. Don, John Tyler. Nice. Okay. Now, he never lived in the three-story building and preferred to rent it to tenants, his own house being next door. 
that is now the Church House of All Saints Episcopal, Episcopal Church. Hmm. So uh, since Tyler's death, the Tyler Spite House has been passed through the hands of several families, including the Kunkels, who enlarged it in the 19th century, the Poses, who modernized its uh, systems and restored it to the and restored it to the 20th century, adding a swimming pool in the back. Oh. The most recent owners were the uh, Philippines-based family of World War II naval hero Charles Chick Parsons. Hmm. While the Parsons made plans to sell it, the Myers who lived there in the house next door actually took an interest. And uh, now it's actually on the historic properties and preservation, and it has been for several years. Nice. So they restored, um, they basically have restored it all, all up, and um, and now I believe it's a B&B. Oh. So it's called the Tyler Spite House uh, B&B. <laughs> so you can actually go there and, um, you know, and stay the night. Sweet. That's cool. Yeah. And what's cool is, is that, you know, the road looks like it's supposed to go straight and basically it goes, curves the left, comes back around <laughs> right around the house. Perfect. So, and I, I just love that. I'm yeah. here for that. There was another one I didn't research, but I had read about it and I, I forgot which one it was, but um, he did, had did, done the exact same thing. Mm. He had built a house because- To he, block- what, no, he didn't like the idea of the the entire town being a grid. Oh, uh, gotcha. So he just like quickly got a hold of people, started building a house. So like his this one plot of land is in a big triangle in the middle of the rest of the town where it's a grid. <laughs> and I, I like I read about it and I, now I'm like, damn it, I really wish that I would have maybe <laughs> right. done that one. But it's it's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. All all of these are. There's a side of, of silliness to them, you know, when you realize, right. like, you did all this stuff just because you're pissed off. Well, <laughs> also, like, if you just had a lot of money to just build whatever oh, sure. house you wanted sure, yeah. anytime, wouldn't you just do whatever the hell you want with it? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would. I'd, like a giant ship. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, with an octopus on it. Actually, didn't, my house. didn't they try to build like a giant ark or whatever? I think so. Ripley's some... has a has one of their buildings that's a sinking ship. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. But so. there's some, there's like a religious people that built like a giant ark out there a in the middle of, of whatever. Them. Yeah, it's happened I, a few times I think times it like flooded and it, and it, it, it flooded. It flooded. <laughs> it flo I think it flooded and floated away or something. Yeah. I, I remember mean, it's hearing happened about it a few times during history. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So let's head back over to Northeast area. Sure. Uh, this is in Gaylordsville, Connecticut. Joe, the New Englanders <laughs> are very spiteful. Well, it's also, a lot of these are very old. Right. It's hard to do what these houses did nowadays. Yeah. You know, that's why the most common thing you'll see is a fence or a wall. Right. It's building codes and things like that. Kind of hard to do a spite house now, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And this one is... <sighs> This one's a bit sadder. Okay. I mean, I think it is. I think it's a bit, a bit more on the sad side. Right. A sad story. Yeah. And, and there's, there's again, not a lot of complete information out there. Mm -hmm. So different versions again. Right. So this house was composed of a series of like stacked boxes. It's called the Cake House. Okay. And it looks like a five-tier wedding cake. I think I saw a picture of this. It, yeah, it's like a layer cake. Yeah. I mean, it's, right, it's right. A really... Like a wedding cake. Yeah. Yep. Built by Jan Paul, a Polish immigrant. If you asked 10 locals mm -hmm. in that area, they'd give you 10 different stories. Right. On how and why and where and, and all the things. The most common version that I could find was in 1961, the authorities took custody of his adopted daughter's baby. Okay. The authorities alleged that Jan was the father of the baby. Oh, ooh. Ooh. Right? Yikes. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Which Paul, uh, Jan Paul, uh, aggressively rejected all those claims and okay. all the rumors. In 1977, he published a book about his reasons. The book itself, The Passage of My Life, runs a cool 75 bucks Oh. Uh, on Amazon. So needless to say, I didn't get one, didn't get right. a copy. So I don't have his full account. So he wrote like an autobiography? Yeah, yeah. Basically, because people kept saying he, you know, he was this monster and, you know, right, right. slept with his daughter or whatever. Well, yeah, but she's adopted, whatever. Right. And we can't say at this point, I mean, you know, unless they actually do some sort of uh, genetic testing. Familial DNA you testing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, I don't know if anybody would want to subject to that. But, I mean, at this point, it's like he's denying it. We don't we, we don't have any of the right. any of the know-how, yeah. you know what I mean, to into figuring that out. Right. 
So part that I couldn't really figure out because there's different versions. I don't think he he was building the house mm-hmm. at at the time when all this stuff happened, and I think he changed like the, the design right. to make it like an eyesore. Yeah, or maybe he liked it. I, I don't know because it's it's like pink and it looks like a you know wedding cake. I, I have no clue. Like I yeah. couldn't find actual reasons. Why he why? was why he decided to build this <clears throat> right yeah this one of the structure one of the stories is that he was doing it out of spite for the county that he was in yeah you know to make it because all the other houses are kind of similar yeah and it was just to be a giant eyesore a big f you to the the establishment and right. the neighbors because all the neighbors were in on the rumors yeah so anyway I couldn't find an actual answer why he built the house but. It is known as the... It is known. Yeah, as a spite house. Yeah. I did find a quote from the baby that was taken. I mean... Not, not, it wasn't like... Goo, 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 gaga. <laughs> later in life. Oh, oh, sorry. Later in life. Gotcha. All right. Right. Goo, um, goo. Yeah. And she said, I am Catherine de Soro Pole, and the building is in my memory. I was born in the hospital, came home to that house, and after 212 days later... Child Welfare Department came and kidnapped me, saying that it wasn't a fit place for you to grow up. Wow. That was their whole reason, is that he was building this monstrosity. So you know. we don't really know. Wow. It's so weird. Like, was this was this guy, like, some kind of a monster? Or or was he, was it a complete witch hunt? Because he was right. an immigrant right. in a town, and they, he was doing something people didn't like. We, I, exactly. Like, I, yeah. I, there's no, like, I can't find, you know. You can't find, yeah, like what, a solid, what version of the story is actually true. Right. Or right. closer to be true. I did find that custody was never given back, mm-hmm. restored yeah. to, to Jan Paul. But no criminal charges were ever filed either. Right. So, you know what I mean? It still leaves you with, like, what what the hell? <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, really leaves you hanging there, Joe. Yeah. Anyway, it's a neat structure. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw one out here that I find really neat. Now, here's the thing. This house wasn't built to spite anyone. Oh. However, it was altered. Oh. So this one is a, is a little different than some of the ones that we've done, mm-hmm. but still fits the definition like we sure. like we had talked about before. Mm-hmm. This one is called the Equality House, Joe. And this one is in Topeka, Kansas. Okay. Now, you would think that maybe a house that's painted striped like a rainbow. I've seen this one. Would would, you know, <laughs> yeah. would would kind of be uh, you know, a little bit different, mm-hmm. but you know, I would find it very neat and sure. interesting. Yeah. I, I like it when, when things are painted colorfully. Yeah, me too. So, and just the fact that it's all about equality and called Equality House and sure. equality specifically for LGBTQIA people, mm-hmm. I find it very, very neat. Yeah, you got a tattoo somewhere back in the right. 90s, for, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> I, uh, your, of, your arm. Of a no, no, no. equality. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I do. I was like, not of a rainbow, Joe. No, no, but, no, no. But yeah, I do have an equality tattoo. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but the reason why this one is highly visible and rainbow clad house is it's located at 1200 Southwest Orland Street in Topeka. And uh, the reason why it is spiteful is because it is directly across the street from the Westboro Baptist Church. Oh, sweet. So I don't know if you know much <laughs> about the Westboro Baptist Church, but oh boy. Uh, they're basically, uh, Joe, like, you know what internet trolls are? Uh, yeah, like live under bridges. Just, no, no, no. An internet troll is someone who just says things to get a rise out of oh, you. yes. The Westboro Baptist Church is basically like that in real life. Yeah, yeah, but they, they go and they protest things. But they all, their beliefs are a bit uh, way on one side. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I would say probably the wrong side. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, I'm not saying it's, yeah. it's correct. I'm just yeah. saying it's it's all leaning one direction. Right. So I think most of you probably know who they are. So, you know, I, I mean, if I have to, like, explain it or whatever, I don't really feel like talking about them or giving them yeah. any airtime at all. <laughs> no. But uh, I will give the Equality House uh, some time. Now, right next door to that, the uh, the same foundation that, that took care of this house, mm. the Equality House, there is – they bought the house right next door as well, and they painted it the colors of the transgender flag, which is hmm. blue, pink, and white. Okay. The name of the foundation that was – they, like, host drag shows on the lawn, and they mm. – uh, and they <laughs> – do, you know, they just have like weddings there and sure. stuff like that. It's called Planting Peace. Oh. And they were the people who bought the house next door, painted it like a transgender flag. So, hmm. 
Yeah, so they have all kinds of cool things that are happening there. And uh, it's kind of spiteful to some neighbors who are themselves extremely spiteful. Yeah, but I think, yeah, well, that is true. But I think showing that kind of outward, you know, love for that kind of community. Right. And yeah. just facing it against a what I would consider a very dark and mean and yeah. spiteful community. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like that's kind of what you do. Right. You're not hurting anyone. It's like, um, it's, it's like spiteful, but it's like, uh, like, it's like. It's encouraging. It's, yeah. It's supportive. Right. For anyone driving by and seeing those and says they, they get it's, it. It's, it's being spiteful of people who are being spiteful. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like, you ever, you ever heard that? Spite squared. Did your mom ever tell you? Kill him with kindness. Yeah. Like yeah. if somebody's being a jerk to you, you just be as kind as you possibly can Absolutely. to them. It just makes them even more mad. Yeah. Which is yeah. awesome. Right. Really. I do want to say something about Kansas. Okay. I, I have several different experiences in Kansas. I've driven from Maryland to Austin mm -hmm. and- You flew in a broom. Yeah. And then <laughs> I, I've also driven to Colorado from, from here. My experiences in Kansas, not so great. And I don't want to call any Kansans out. Can Kansan? Canonians? Can Kansansians? Well, Kansans. I would right? think it would be Kansans. Yeah. Or Kansensians. Kansanites? Can like a Denzian? Right? <laughs> Kansensian? People who live in Kansas. So the one time Kansas I, folks. <laughs> yeah. My fondest memory, which is also the weirdest one, I was driving cross country in my old 1974 Maverick, which had a bunch of crazy stickers all over it. And my front license plate had come off. Oh, okay. And I don't know where. Right. Uh, it just came off and I got pulled over by the cops. And mind you, I had dreads and dressed all crazy and everything. And that wasn't fun. <laughs> so they gave me a, a ticket for that. Son, you look weird. But I could see it in his face. <laughs> and then I stopped for gas shortly after. And there were like three guys just sort of milling around the gas station. Like, yeah. Shooting the shit. <laughs> they just look at me and I'm, you know. Pumping gas, not doing nothing. Uh -huh. And one guy goes, you ain't from around here, are you, boy? <laughs> I'm like, shit. <laughs> uh, I thought I heard banjos. <laughs> I mean, it's Kansas, you know, I don't know. But I just, I remember that vividly. Right. So <laughs> I can understand why they put, you know, painted the houses that way. There was, the same thing happened to us. Uh, it was, there was this girl that I was dating at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were, God, I think in. We were in Bowling Green, Alabama, mm -hmm. and uh, we had pulled up, and we're, we've got a couple of piercings. This is like early, early 2000s, probably. Right. Got a few piercings, and, and, and you know, we're at the gas station, whatever, filling up, and this lady at the pump says, boy, you... You got some strange hair. Take off your hair. Let me see your hair. You know, <laughs> and you know, of course, the girl that I was dating took off her hat. She's got like a you know a, pink, a purple mohawk. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And she's like, "Woo, look at that!" <laughs> but at least it was kind of like she was just found us interesting. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't like you need to go ahead and roll it on. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. Exactly. So. Joe, can I ask you a question? Sure. Recently, a a study came out. I think something like last week. They did a poll. It was about Maryland. Now, I don't mm -hmm. know if you, you know, you've listened for a while, everybody, curiosos out there, but uh, they just did a poll about Maryland, whether they think, people from Maryland think that it's a northern state or a southern state. Hmm. Now. Do I? I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to come out and say which one they said. Uh-huh. But what, what do you think? What do I think? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought everything from like that West Virginia, Virginia border up was north. Right. Okay. You know, it's like the Mississippi is, you know, east-west divide thing. Right. Is it? Is Are it, you talking about the Mason-Dixon line? Yeah, that's what I said. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Right. So we are south of the Mason-Dixon line. Okay. So what are you trying to say? That's what I'm asking. I, I don't know. Would you consider us a northern state or a southern state? Uh, yes. No, it's not. <laughs> there's no wrong answer, Joe. No, I would. I would say north. So you think you're in, we're northern straight? Yeah, or even in though, the northeastern part of even though we are below the Mason Dixon line. Yeah. I, so okay. I don't. I mean, does it matter? Mo most people think that we were that we yeah, are considered southern. a northern state. Okay. I think that we as Marylanders, we are. I think that we're a border state between the north and the yeah, south, which we, is really what we are. Well, we we have a mix we had, of like northern 
food traditions and right. Southern food traditions. Um, right. We're right next to Virginia, who was definitely a Southern state. Yeah. We're like one of the only states that's really literally, even though we were, we're, we're like, we were south of the Mason-Dixon line, which mm-hmm. means that we, like, I think you, I mean, God, the Mason-Dixon line was actually where you passed it. People who were slaves, when they passed it, they weren't allowed to be drug back down to the South. Right, right. So they weren't allowed to be caught by slave catchers mm-hmm. and brought down. Mm-hmm. So that's what that is. God, I hate even talking about it. I know, I know. That's why I was asking if it mattered. So <laughs> in that way, we're a Southern state, but we have a lot going on with like New Jersey, Pennsylvania, a lot of like the same stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. You know, Delaware, we're very close to all of those states, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I mean, can we call it that line saying we're a Northern state? Anyway, I don't know. Just a little interesting little tidbit. You know, sure. most people polled thought we were a Northern state, but we are South of the Mason-Dixon line. Mm-hmm. So, which I think would dictate us as a Southern state. Well, and maybe it's because Maryland's a, Pretty darn blue state, so it is. Maybe but that's also we didn't secede. I we never seceded. I don't know. You know what I mean? So which would put us as a northern state? Yeah, I don't know, man. There's a lot of podcast, maybe yeah, episode, it, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. I I love Maryland. I grew up here. You sure, know what I mean? Sure. I just but I you know I don't know. I think we're definitely we're that kind of like border state. That's fine. We've had you know it's where totally fine. where most of the national stuff we we like vote Democrat mm-hmm. and have a Republican governor. Yeah. You know yep, what I mean? I know. We're like half and half. Yeah. You know? So anyway. Okay. Weird. Yeah. just thought it was interesting. Wanted to throw that out there. Mm-hmm. All right. Back to spite. All right. Sorry. So my last one that I have is not a house, mm-hmm. not a fence, not a farm. Okay. It's a tower. It's a spite tower. A spite tower. tower. Yeah. Tower of spite. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, and it's in Adamsville, Rhode Island. Okay. What? How are you blocking with a tower? I mean, it's I, long well, and skinny oh, and okay. thin. Okay. Oh, sorry. So this you don't one, have to be blocking anything, No, right? this one I found three distinct separate stories. Okay. Which, you know, again, it's very common. Right. Built in 1905, but late in the 18th century, that's the 1700s. Okay. The Church brothers, Samuel, Ebenezer, and Nathaniel came to Adamsville and opened uh, a few stores and a salt works. Okay. Adamsville. Adamsville, Rhode Island. Rhode Island. I'm sorry. You said Rhode Island and mm-hmm. I forgot that quickly. No worries. So no worries. the tiny state, the postage yeah. stamp state. <laughs> right. We're gotcha. The dinky one. Luckily, their businesses were very successful. They all became pretty well respected in the community, pillars of the community as mm-hmm. it were. In 1905, one of the descendants from those brothers, a Thaddeus church, bequeathed Samuel's 18th century home to his great niece, Claudia, and her husband, Dr. John Hathaway. Mm -hmm. Most of the versions are all kind of similar, and they break down as this. One, John Hathaway and his good friend Abraham Manchester, which just, that's an awesome name. Abraham Manchester. That is a very manly name. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Had become embroiled in some sort of feud or dispute I couldn't find any, like, why of unknown origin, dispute of unknown origin. And it's said that Abraham also had a store, which he would sleep at to cut down on expenses and for safety for the store. Okay. But he he lived with his two sisters, and their house was just across the way from the store. Mm -hmm. And the sisters would wave a a handkerchief Mm -hmm. out the window at Abraham's store to say, you know, hey, lunch is ready or dinner is ready. Oh, okay. It's 1905, you know. So, But he had a direct line of sight to his his house with his sisters living there. Right. And it said that Dr. Hathaway, because of this dispute, decided to purchase this little plot of land and build this tower (laughs) directly in the line of sight so he, so he couldn't see his house and it would annoy him right. and spoil his dinner because he wouldn't know when. <laughs> so that's, that's so he would have to like walk over or someone yeah. would need to walk over to get and him. And tell him, yeah. Right. So that's story one that I found. Story two that I found is that Dr. Hathaway and Manchester fought over money that was given to Deborah Manchester, which I think was Abraham Manchester's... Sister, okay, I believe, by Thaddeus Church, who bequeathed the sum of $25,000 to this Deborah Manchester. Okay. Hathaway was incensed about that. 
in today's money, that is $779,000. Oh, that's a chunk of change. That's yeah. a chunk of change. Yeah. So this also gave rise to rumors that there was some sort of like unrequited love or oh. unrequited coitus or requited love. I don't right. know which one. It, something was going on between Thaddeus and Deborah. Why would he give her that much money mm-hmm. kind of thing? Right. He's related to me. Why is he giving my friends whatever money? Sister. Yeah. yeah. And that led to Hathaway getting pissed off and buying the property and building the tower in spite blocking the guy's view. Despite his friend. Right. Right. And yeah. yeah. So that's story two. Story three (laughs) is probably the simplest. But what really happened. Right. It's it's probably what really happened. Right. John Hathaway, Dr. Hathaway, picked the, the location for his tower specifically because that's where the well was. Oh, to, okay. Mm-hmm. It's a three-story structure. It still is. Mm-hmm. On the top is like the well house. Uh-huh. In the middle is living quarters for their chauffeur. And on the bottom is the water tank. Okay. The, the well that sits on that property is a very, very deep well. You need a lot of pull to get the water up. Gotcha. So that's okay. why a lot of water, old school, like windmill pumps. Yeah. That's why they're so tall because you have to get the water pumped up by wind. Right. So that's why they built the structure around the well to have a well pump. Yeah. So like a, like a, like a, what do they call it? A water screw? Or yeah. Whatever, something like that. Mm-hmm. Really, maybe this wasn't actually for spite. Right. It's possible. Right. So this yeah. is this what I was saying. Like all the local hearsay and legends and things like, oh. Maybe he just happened to be angry that that he put it there. You know, Abraham Manchester has got a better name than I do. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe it did piss off Manchester because it it maybe was in his way. Right. Maybe there was a fight after. Uh, Who knows? I don't know. It was a long time ago, Joe. Right, right. I I mean, maybe we should bury the hatchet. Sure. But uh, I I do, now I want to look up the well. Now I want to see what the, (laughs) the well, the giant well tower looks like. Yeah, it's cool. That is a very cute tower, right? I really like the it's way a it nice looks. Tower, yeah. It's uh, it's it's way more square than I thought it was. It's yeah. like um, it's like a trapezoid. Sure, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Joe, my next one and my last one here is a is like a giant tower too. It's really more like a pole. Okay. And spite uh, pole. And to say <laughs> that this spite pole is a, I mean, it's a structure. It's not a house. Sure. It's a giant pole, and to say that it's like a middle finger. To the local government mm-hmm, mm-hmm. would be extremely accurate oh, because yeah? it is literally a middle finger oh, nice. to, the, to the local government. <laughs> nice. Is that on a electrical? It's power on line? an electrical pole. And what I like about the the fact that it's on this huge light pole <laughs> is that also there's actually like little side. There's like little Lights? poles that come out, uh-huh. so that it lights up the middle finger at night. Sweet. That is awesome. <laughs> So this is in Westford, Vermont. This guy, Ted Pelkey, he basically erected this giant middle finger over a local zoning dispute. Oh. So he, he, he owns a company in town, uh-huh. okay, where he, it's something about, tr- he works on trucks, but I think he has another, he has two businesses, like one that is like a truck business. Sure. And then also a monofilament business. Okay. Fishing line and such. I think that's what it is, you know. So he erected this giant middle finger because he was mad because he wanted to move that business off of the place that he's renting and move it onto his very, very large property. So he wants to basically build, you know, a a big warehouse on his property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that he doesn't have to rent out place anymore. He, he, You know, and he also won't have to commute. He literally can Mm -hmm. walk to work every day. Nice. It's on his property. Yeah. The problem is is that the zoning board won't allow him to build this structure. Mm -hmm. So he decided to build a different structure. And what's cool about it is since it's a giant middle finger... They can't touch it. And the reason why they can't touch it and they can't make them take it down, they've tried, uh-huh. but they can't, is because it's not a considered a billboard. If it okay. was an ad for his work, sure. for, so, you know, if it was some sort of an ad saying, come buy my monofilament, right. then they could tell him to take it down because they have anti, you know, ad space anti or ad whatever. Laws. Yeah. They're not allowed to have billboards. And actually, it's protected First Amendment because it is a work of, considered a work of art. Sweet. <laughs> so it's a, a giant middle finger that people on the passing, oh, uh, on the passing highway see going through. And in fact, if you take a look, you'll, you'll find out it is on one of my favorite 
websites, the Roadside America directory. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. fact, I've put a few things on there yeah. myself. I've added a couple of things for offbeat tourist attractions. The middle finger on a pole is definitely worth the stop, according <laughs> to the Roadside America. Oh, boy. So he has gone on record saying that uh, it's a statement to our rights as Americans, and this is my land. He also said that when it starts to rot, I'll just go get a new one because it's <laughs> it's it's basically carved out of wood. Okay. So he went up there and he actually coated it in polyurethane over the top of the wood. It mm-hmm. looks like to me, like someone like chainsaw art. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like someone took like a big huge stump or mm-hmm. whatever, and yeah, cut it, and then they probably got a crane and put it on top <laughs> of this pole. And, yeah, and, and, and twisted yeah. it on there. <laughs> now, uh, here's the thing: is that. You don't want to be confused with the other middle finger. Two middle fingers? Uh, that is that that used to be on the waterway down is, in Florida. Is, wait, is one of them a right hand and one's a left hand? No. Please. Oh, they, damn no. It. So um, <laughs> also Al Goldstein, he was best known for his porno magazine called Screw. Mm. Uh, it was first published in 1968 and ran for 35 years. He owns a waterfront mansion in southern Florida at the city of Pompero. Okay. He was right next to John Rayson, who was the former mayor, but at the time he was the current mayor when he put it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, he called it obscene, but they couldn't do anything about it because it is, again, protected by the First Amendment. Sure. So apparently Al Goldstein, who was the proprietor of Screw Magazine, Mm -hmm. he bought it off of the set of a TV show called Spin City. Okay. So it was the one that Michael J. Fox had. Yeah, done. yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was a prop on the on the television television show. He just thought it was hilarious that it was a giant middle finger. Yeah, giant <laughs> like statue of a middle finger. Right. Yeah. So he bought it and he he put it on his property. Now apparently at some point in 2004 mm-hmm. he uh, he had to sell his mansion for 1.7 million dollars to pay the bills. Ooh. And uh, he so far has passed away. Uh, well, they came with 17 moving trucks and took everything out of the estate, including wow. the giant middle finger. Uh-oh. And apparently there's a search to find, try and find where this giant middle finger is. Like people cannot find it anywhere. Huh. Probably some in a warehouse somewhere. So, now here's the thing is that this one was not erected on a pole like the one in Vermont. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's probably it, just in his yard. Yeah, it was just in his yard as like a, <laughs> as like a statue. A lawn ornament. Yeah. So that that's uh, that's two... Giant, one in Florida and one in <laughs> and one in uh one in Vermont. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So, but that's it. Nice. Wow. So there we go. And now, not a house. Yeah. No. No. Like I said, it mean? could be an obscure it's structure, more like a spite statue. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, I, I think that works. Yeah. You know? Well, if I come up with uh, any other ones, I'm gonna I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> you know. So Joe is uh, kind of nice getting back and doing a doing an episode. What do yeah. you think? Yeah. I've, I, yeah. Yeah. I think I've been trying to get one of these rolling for a little while here. Right. Joe, have you ever erected anything out of spite? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah? No. I, I mean, I, I have I, either. I remember in uh, high school, mm-hmm. painting stuff out of spite in art class. <laughs> right. You know, I've done that. You yeah. Know? They're like, oh, define a line. I'm like, well, fuck you. I'm going to fucking... <laughs> there you go. There's your line. Right. You know, and I would fail. But anyway, I did it out of spite. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's about it. No, I, I haven't really either. I don't know. Well, now I'm just going to have to do it just to, <laughs> just to say that I have. Well, when we were doing your shed. Right. Uh, I was kind of, of spiteful about my shed. Well, yeah. But, I mean, I, I've actually actively been looking for, like, you know those tin stars you can put yes. in your shed? Yeah. Like a middle finger for you. Right. Okay. So, just to give <laughs> – I basically – I had cut down uh, a tree uh, last winter – and Joe helped me with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a lot of the wood that was laying on the ground. And because of that, I had people call like the county, what is it, uh, code enforcement yeah. Yeah. on me. They said, oh, rodents are living in it. And blah, 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 you know, and it was like, it was like, okay, well, it's not like I was hosting the rodents. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, it wasn't secret in it. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? So, but I had to clean it all up and I had to call somebody to come back out. And, sure. and I figured out who it was, even though I... I know who it was that called it on me. And uh, mm-hmm. I was wondering if they had like a little tin star that I could put on my shed. Joe helped me uh, siding my shed mm-hmm. because really it's giant, a giant. I could probably make it a spite house if I wanted to. Sure. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know if who it would spite, but I could move out At there. least that one neighbor. I could spite my wife and move out there <laughs> because the only problem is, is there's no uh, no bathroom. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? You I get buckets. a composting toilet. Yeah, a bucket. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Just so, throw it in that neighbor's yard. Yeah. Oh, it just, it's just right over the fence. <laughs> Whoop. <laughs> there you go. So, but uh, yeah, I really enjoyed getting back to it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Me too. We might have to do this a little more often. Sure. Sounds good. <laughs> all right, Joe. Well, uh, Curiosos, it was uh, good uh, Good talking to you all again. And uh, we'll be back uh, momentarily. Yeah. Don't be so spiteful. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Curioso Podcast. You can tweet us at Curioso Podcast. You can email us feedback at thecurioso.com. You can Facebook us facebook.com backslash the curioso podcast check out our merchandise on zazzle.com backslash curioso podcast you can also check out our videos youtube.com backslash curioso podcast on the left hand side of the curioso.com you can help support the show by clicking on our donate link and if you're a real curioso we need you to go on and give us a great five-star review on iTunes. It will help us get more listeners, and it'll make you feel good about yourself. So, uh, it's located a stone's throw from the Old North Church. Blah, 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 blah. It gets cold, and you're, you're... Mucous membrane start to yeah like flow and fluctuate and do yeah. stuff and it's like you 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 got you, like I wake up in the morning and I have like these bugs that are just freaking awful <laughs> terrible yeah. you got to peel them off the sides of the out inside of your nose or whatever uh-huh. I'm like what the hell why is that even a thing <laughs> check your check okay check. uh check it check it check it check 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 oh yeah okay oh yeah.